Welcome to the Most Must See Podcast. Welcome to episode 7 of... I can't eat for your thoughts. You damn right. Now, didn't want to get the podcast started with an inspirational story of triumph in the face of adversity. Now here we go. There once was a lonely father. He sat there with his child, making sure that she was comfortable enough to go to bed. He sat there hungry, had only eaten one meal that day. He reaches out to his best friend. He says, friend, I'm in need. Will you please bring me a quesadilla? <laughs> that friend responds, uh, yeah, I already left. Uh, I'm on the way to your house right now. That man was Brandon Brown. <laughs> Sorry, man. If you hit me up like maybe 15 minutes earlier, I might have been able to make it happen. But So what I'm hearing is, how dare you have a child? How dare you have basic human needs like hunger? And how dare you reach out to me for help? It's good to know that you're always there, Brandon. The funny part was, I like assumed since I wasn't able to get you to get the idea that you were just going to go get your own grub because you were like, oh, no worries. But then when I got to your place, you like come out and I'm like, you know, what's going on? Are we just going to go inside? And you're like, no, it's going to go to Taco Bell. Well, you see, at, at that point, we had gotten my daughter to bed. And it was the first time that I was able to jump in a car and go get food. And because we didn't have really any food, we went to Taco Bell. The funny part about that is that when I went to Taco Bell and got my quesadilla and got other things, you ate my taco. Well, look. I didn't, I wasn't originally going to eat your taco, since I ended up having to drive us there anyway. So we go to Taco Bell, and I had already ordered on the app because you were already bitching and moaning about having to go, so I was like, let me make this as quick as possible. So I order on the app, and I say, you want anything? You're like, nah, man, I'm good. And then so I click order, and then you're like, actually, since I had to drive out here. You see the building. Brandon harbors this resentment all the way to my house. I, I, I eat three-fourths of my food, and then, you know, because I'm a nice person, I say, hey, do you want this taco? And then Brandon says, well, yeah, of course I want the taco. I pretty much deserve it. And then ate Wow, it. that's not quite how it... Right, I was, just, I was just happy that you ate the taco as opposed to taking it, pocketing it, and then taking it home to drink with the soda that's still in the fridge right now. If I had the bag, I probably would have just taken it home. Wow. Anyway, great start to the episode. I... Truly hate you. Uh, episode 7, Brandon. How'd you feel about last week's episode? This is nuts, man. I haven't seen any feedback, but I'm assuming it was okay. It's because, it's because you don't even know we have social media. <laughs> I, I get I it. I've actually gotten a ton of feedback that, you know, I felt like it was our best episode yet. And sure enough, really? I, yeah, I got a lot of feedback that it was our best episode yet. I mean, thank you so much, guys, for all your support so far. We're in episode seven. I am casting for a better co-host. Don't worry. And even though I haven't seen any of this outpouring of support and encouragement, I will also like to thank everyone as well. So, Brandon, did you hear that we have a YouTube channel now? We have a YouTube channel? We have a YouTube channel. So I went ahead what? and... What? Yep. I know you're, this is the podcast where you find out about all of our social media endeavors and yes, we have a YouTube channel live now. It has all of our full episodes on there. 
And uh, we actually have a lot of funny stories, and we I really like the cover art that I made for Episode 6 on there on our YouTube. Go ahead and check it out. We actually have some bonus content available on there as well. Something bonus got, content. Yeah, bonus content, Brandon. Something we got that got cut from our episode last week was us talking about WWE Crown Jewel because the episode did go a little long. I've gone ahead and posted that uh, five-minute discussion on our YouTube right now, so we do have some exclusive uh, content on, on the YouTube available for you right now. So definitely subscribe. Yeah, subscribe for like that button. bonus content because I'm not just going to post full episodes. We'll periodically do some other things like maybe some promos and uh, Brandon, you'll have to put on clothes for that, but that's okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then maybe me smashing an orange soda on Brandon's head, which... Maybe we'll do something cool, like have a garage fight. Oh, so we're now we're down <laughs> for backyard wrestlers. Okay. Brandon... I regret telling you about the YouTube. I apologize. But seriously, we'll do some cool stuff on the YouTube. By all means, if you have any suggestions, go ahead and email us at feedback at com. Hell yeah. Okay, so right off the bat, I mean, this was one of the episodes that, like, all jokes aside, all characters aside from me and you here, I really wish you were there with me watching it. Because, like, that was a pretty emotional episode of Raw. Like, that was one of the, I, I've never been... Did it just hit you in the feels, you know, man? Were you tearing up a little bit there? Dude, it did hit me in the feels, man. It did. It hit me in the feels hard, man. I was watching by myself, too. I mean, I was like, eh. I mean, I'm, I'm sure everyone knows what I'm alluding to right now. We're right off the bat. Let's, let's talk about uh, Roman Reigns' announcement. I mean, uh, you know, I'm a little choked up talking about it now. It's hard. It's a, it's a hard subject to talk about, you know, you... You watch these guys for years and, you know, you can be critical of their characters. You can love them. You can hate them. But at the end of the day, you respect them as people and you respect their craft. And to hear that, you know, his leukemia is returned. Ah, devastating, man. That's no one should have to go out like that and and relinquish the title. And yeah, I mean, and I really love that, you know, the whole dynamic of the arena changed and everyone just started supporting him like every single person even the people that were like what and then booing him like crazy as soon as he made that announcement as soon as he said my leukemia's returned everyone just was like they dropped the bullshit and they became people right you know? so yeah he's never revealed that he's been living with leukemia or no. at least fighting all these years okay and yeah, so that's... and that's another thing right and that's why i understand why people were like okay i can never boo him again because Roman Reigns has never used that as an excuse. He kept that a secret, um, never used it as an excuse. And, you know, now people feel like, well, shit, if we had known what this guy was going through, we would have cheered him. But let that be a lesson. And I'm, I'm so serious when I say this. You never know what the person next to you is going through. They can be happy-go-lucky. They can seem like they have it all. And they are battling something that they have never voiced before. So please be kind to your brothers and sisters. You don't know what what's going on with them. You don't know what my mother's done to me, Kenny. <laughs> Just keep that in mind. Of course, Brandon snaps me back into reality here. Thanks, Brandon. I was going down a dark hole there. But no, in all seriousness, um, it is crazy. It hit me like crazy. You know, I thought he was just going to come out, you know, promote Crown Jewel. And then he's like, my name is Joe. And, you know, my leukemia is coming back. And I'm like, whoa, where is this coming from? Uh, and it, like you said, like the whole feeling of the show just completely changed. I, I almost felt it was weird to have him come out in the beginning of the show and do it. I figured maybe that would have been something they should have done at the end of the show. But 
you know, I, hopefully this ends up working out for him. I'd definitely like to see him back. That's just devastating um, that he's had to relinquish the title uh, in this manner. But you know what? The show must go on, and I'm still excited about Braun and Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewel. So, I mean, the the first thing I want to address, I was definitely okay with the placement of, um, you know, where he announced it right off the, the top of the show because um, it got people talking right away. You know what I mean? And I, I mean that like the outpouring of support during the show on social media, in the arena, it definitely created a vibe where everybody came together and we just all like almost like bonded together and and just started praying for Roman and and you know doing hashtag thank you Roman so I mean he's even said it's just an overwhelming amount of support that he's received so I think it was good to do it in the beginning of the show um if you had done it at the end it would have been almost like a cliffhanger you know what I mean like it wouldn't have been a good cliff cliffhanger it's almost like he announces it and he's gone and you don't get really any any closure there or any time to heal per se Right. Um, and so, it also ended up making what happened later. Yeah, we'll talk about that. So and much yes, heavy. Yeah. Yes, we'll talk about that because I swear to God, Vince Russo got rehired Sunday night. Damn right. Um, <laughs> Swerve City, baby. So let's go back into what you were talking about. So now the match at Crown Jewel for the vacant Universal title is going to be a one-on-one match with Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar. Um, don't know how to feel about that personally. I mean... I like those two, but for some reason, it's really funny because it it's something about like not giving Roman enough credit sometimes. Like with the triple threat match, I was kind of hyped for it. Didn't realize that had to do with Roman Reigns though, because now it's like Braun versus Brock, and I'm kind of like, eh, I don't really care. Yeah, what do you, what do you feel about Braun versus Brock? Look, I'm still excited about it. I like I like both Brock and Braun Strowman. I think they'll still tear the house down i thought they were going to have those two just go at it anyway i'm cool with either one winning like i said i'm hoping you know if brock wins he'll still be kind of doing stuff with with wwe and over the ufc maybe you know hopefully if you could pick the title up over you know what the other brand bringing both shows you know you just made me realize why i think i'm so critical of this match um you got braun Strowman, right who's been spending this whole time as a heel with Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre, and now he's being thrown right back into the babyface role. And that's fine and dandy, but it's almost like he's literally been a babyface for less than a week now. And now we have him, uh, you know, taking the role of the hero in this match. And then you have Brock Lesnar, which the reason I'm so critical is now he went from a 33.3% chance of winning the title to a 50% chance. I got a 141 and two-thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. And there's a very strong possibility that Brock Lesnar walks out with that title so that Braun Strowman can continue to chase. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's either we get a situation where either Brock Lesnar wins that title and then it goes missing for like half a year and he goes to UFC... Or we have a situation where Braun Strowman gets the title, and then I'm pissed off even more because there were so many better opportunities to give Braun Strowman the title. And then all of a sudden, he was a heel. Less than In less than six days, he wins the title. Like, it kind of feels like, no, they're blowing their load too soon. Like, Braun Strowman deserves better than that. Like, at this point, I would rather him win the Royal Rumble in January and then go on to WrestleMania and win the title. Which means... Brock is gonna be a champion. Well, shit. Let me not. Let me not hope for that. <laughs> right. You know, but then it, it creates a situation where Braun is a transitional champion. Let's say, let's say he wins the title and then drops it to somebody. It's like you can't do that either. So, 
I don't know. I'll let it play out. Like I said, it on paper, sometimes it, it sounds worse than it is, but hopefully, you know, I'm proven wrong. They have an amazing match. I love both characters, just maybe not Brock in the title picture, but I love both characters and I hope they have the match of the night. If oh, that yeah. match happens at all. I still think it's going to happen. I think there's too much money involved. Um, so can we talk about Crown Jewel? Because there were heavy rumors on Wednesday uh, that it was going to be canceled. And obviously that's not the case now. We're going forward with the event. Um, they've just stopped advertising that it's in Saudi Arabia. I mean, they flat out say WW Crown Jewel now, not live from the kingdom of Saudi Arabia like they were saying before. Um, I would have been royally pissed, no pun intended, if that event had gotten canceled because it's such a super card right now. It's got such good matches. I mean, we have the the World Cup with, you know, Kurt Angle, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, John Cena, uh, a couple other people there. We have, you know, uh, the WWE title with AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. I mean, amazing, amazing card. And we also have the return of Shawn Michaels. I mean, I would have I would have been pissed off if that was canceled, wouldn't you? Degeneration X. They're not going to tell us what to do. They're, they're not going to tell us what to wear. Are you going to? Uh. That's right, man. We're going to Saudi Arabia. We're going to have the show. We're going to make some money. That's what I'm saying. That's Luckily, what DX would do. DX wouldn't cave to the media. That's true. They'd be shilling out. They would be shilling out their merchandise. And they'd be making sure that everyone went to www.shop.com to purchase the new DX shirt right now. Available right. in small, medium, large, and Brandon XL. <laughs> That's right. I have, a very, I have a special size just for me. And if you use code stupid Brandon right now, it'll say offer not valid. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, WWE merchandise. I don't know what you got to do to get your stuff on there, but I'll add a play. Just got to shake their hand, Brandon. So I'm you ready came to over. shake some hands. We're, we're talking about Shawn Michaels. Let's talk about the fact that you came over Saturday night. Oh, man, it's random, yeah. Just came over randomly for a little pizza, which you never paid for, never split with Dude, me. Dude, I wanted to. Dude, you want a few bucks? I give you And a then few bucks. never brought me a quesadilla. And then your phone goes off in the middle of our podcast. So, I mean, what, you sent me a, a cash, a square cash for yeah. $20? <laughs> I sent you some money. Is that all right? <laughs> it's more than all right. Make sure you now say wait, that it's for sex. Now wait, are you like charging three bucks a slice, or like how does that work? Oh, the same usual rate. Yeah, I usually charge you what three dollars a slice, twenty uh, percent interest Which is every day. Because it's not like it's one of those legit giant New York size slices. Oh, really? Because the place I got it from was called New York New York Pizza. Really? So now you're just lying. So now it's four dollars. Oh man, twenty percent interest per day that you don't pay it. They get away with $3 a slice for that? No, no, I get away with it. Oh. So anyway, let's let's talk about the fact that you came over and you were hell-bent on watching some Shawn Michaels matches. So you did see some. What did you learn? And what matches did we see anyway? Yeah, so we watched the their match, uh, Shawn Michaels and the bad guy, Rich Ramon, at SummerSlam 96, I believe? 90, 95. Sorry, 95. 95. And they were fooling around with the belt in the beginning. They couldn't quite figure that out. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I uh, There's two matches as a kid that I used to watch over and over again. One was that ladder match. The other was uh, Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan, WrestleMania 6. The reason I mention that, 
if you remember, I was almost spoiling the match as we went along because I knew every spot that was about to happen. You did. It was weird. It was a little creepy. How many times have you watched that match? I'm talking about I used to watch it like a couple times a day. This is Damn. the age of VHS. You know what I mean? So you had maybe only like four or five cassettes. And yeah. then, you know, and then Just I didn't have, winding, yeah. winding I didn't have the WWE network available for nine ninety nine a month with hours of content. Um, you know, we need to be getting plugs right now. We need to be getting uh, sponsor money from uh, WWE because we plug WWE shop. We plug WWE network. And that's right. I want some checks like like big like big diesel. The big daddy cool. <laughs> Yeah, I showed you that that promo too on uh, Big Diesel. I literally did that promo while Diesel was doing it, which was the "You want to play Knights of Shining Armor? Well, Big Daddy Cool is gonna get medieval on you, baby. He's gonna get medieval." They just don't promo like they used to, bro. Like I felt that, and like I felt it in his eyes too. I was looking at his eyes when he was saying he was gonna get medieval on the dude, and I was like, "Damn, bro." Razor had a good promo too on that night. Razor was like. You want to dance? Well, Razor, he leads. <laughs> That's all and, he had to say. It is just damn. And then, like, literally, I queued up the music. I'm like, I'm like, and I'm like, I said what Doc Hendricks said, which was, and back to ringside. Like, it's just weird how, like, that's ingrained in my memory. Right. Like every detail. And just so you know, I haven't seen that event in years, Brandon. It's not like I just watched it a couple weeks ago. I haven't seen that event, like, in at least two or three years. That's freaking crazy. Yeah, you, like, remembered all of it. <laughs> you, you actually remembered that they, uh, I guess, in the network, they edited out a part where there's, yeah. like, there's like a scene where you could buy Because I was doing it, remember? For, uh, I yeah. was like, yeah, I was doing it. I was like, there was a guy at ringside, and I was explaining, oh, this will happen in a second. They were talking about the Shawn Michaels package. Like, what do you get with it? The Shawn Michaels glasses. Available in 1-800-TITAN-91. And it never happened and it irritated me. And the reason I liked it was because I remember when he was advertising the glasses, Shawn Michaels comes up, takes the glasses off of him, puts it on, looks at the, the poster of himself and then throws the glasses to the crowd. Like I thought it came across like a real baby face thing. You know what I mean? Like it was cool. Yeah. And then Vince of course does his <laughs> like laughing, <laughs> like how charming Shawn Michaels is. And if you haven't heard that Vince McMahon commentary laugh, go find it. You but need yeah, to but, be editing this junk and dubbing yeah, over. Yeah, and that's, I guess, I guess they edited it because, you know, the number's not active anymore. It doesn't make sense. But, you know, again, it, it it's missing a piece of what, you know, made Shawn Michaels charming. I don't give yeah, a crap about. Yeah, and that about, era, like how they used to do things. Like, right, exactly. Whole, yeah. Right, they didn't have a commercial, like a 30-second WWE shop commercial. They would just literally advertise it live in the arena and throw up the number. You know, I showed it to you because Shawn Michaels was on the rise to be the main babyface in the company. And he did something that was like, you know, hey, he's obviously going to be the guy. And then they cut, they cut it out, and I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Luckily, you got me, Brandon, to tell you what really happened. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the only thing with the finish of that match is pretty silly. Because, like I said, they were having issues with the belt. They if like you up see, too high or something. I don't know what was no, going no, on. No, no, no. So, they WWE photo shoot, uh, they had Scott Hall on there. You know, obviously Razor Ramon. And he gave me details in that match that I didn't realize. Well, first of all, one thing that I already knew was Shawn Michaels got pissed in the beginning of that match. You, you talked about it earlier, and I kind of cut you off. But... Uh, the belt was hung up wrong, so it was hung up with, like, the main plate facing down. How the hell can you unhook that? Because that means the hook is on the top. 
And these guys are, what, 6'1", 6'6", but the title belt's up there pretty high. And they have to reach all the way up to hook it. So you hear Shawn Michaels, again, who's supposed to be a babyface and playing a charming character. He goes, Bart, tell him to bring the title back now, and they hung it up wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and very obviously pissed. So it comes back down. So he turns it so that the, the main plate is facing out. And then the rivets or the buckles, whatever you want to call them, are on the other side. So basically, they can just grab it and unhook oh, snap it. Snap it out, yeah. Yeah. So and then he very audibly goes up, as in like, "There you go, you bastards." You know what I mean? So again, Shawn Michaels, uh, his mid nineties temper is very, very notorious, and he, it was on full display this night. And you can see Razor almost kind of like, like almost trying to hold back that laughter of like, "Oh, it's Shawn being Shawn." Right. Um, but anyway, in at the end of that match. Um, this is some information from WWE photo shoot that we found out. So even, you know, 20 plus years later, it's so cool to find out this information. So I guess what happened was um, they made a new title that night. You know, they periodically make new titles because, you know, they look bad after a while. The new title. <laughs> so they had a new title made. And so Shawn Michaels on the closing spot or what's supposed to be the closing spot of the match is supposed to jump at the title and just grab it. Okay, and yeah, when, so that what he was supposed to That was the closing spot. Grab, that was supposed to end the That was supposed to end the match. Like he was doing like a, you know, like he was Jeff Hardy before Jeff Hardy. He was <laughs> jumping at the title and then he was going to yank it down, you know, and then pull it. And the but thing just is just like it, he got razor bone outside the ring like come on, yeah. god damn it. Like, yeah, well, come on, Jeff, god damn it. I can't um, sell this any longer. I might have to put that on the uh on our YouTube because there, yeah, there's a spot where Rico's supposed to go for a moonsault at Survivor Series 2002 and Jeff Hardy's supposed to come and shake the rope so Rico falls. Well, Rico's standing up there like a jackass, just just shaking because like, you know, <laughs> like Jeff Hardy's missing his cue. Bouncy, man. And then you literally hear Rico very audibly go, come on, Jeff, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of the best clips ever. And I don't know why I remember exact the exact details, but it was like Bubba Ray and Spike Dudley and Jeff Hardy versus three minute warning. So Jamal and Rosie uh, and Rico. So <laughs> it was that's a great spot. But anyway, uh, you know, Razor's outside of the ring. Shawn Michaels goes and leaps and grabs the title. And normally, you know, if it's a normal title belt, not new, it would just, you know, fall and Shawn Michaels would be the victor. But because it's a new title belt, it goes boing and just does not unhook and bounces straight up. So it's still it's still clasped. And then Shawn Michaels hits the floor and he's pissed. <laughs> like he's, <laughs> He starts throwing the other ladder and he starts setting it up and then he climbs up again. And then when he goes to unhook it this time, I showed Brandon. I was like, look at the height of the belt <laughs> and look at how it, it's been lowered at that point so that Shawn Michaels can just unhook it. And then at this point, you know, Razor being the the true professional that he is, what a pro that guy! Like, I no, mean, no, seriously. That. Let's let's <laughs> talk about that. Like, I feel like in today's day and age, if that had happened, the guy would have just been laying on the floor and kind of like just waiting for it to happen. Razor had the wherewithal that, like, okay, it obviously he's missed his spot, but in terms of kayfabe, he can't just be out on the floor the whole time. So he starts slowly but surely getting, you know, shaking the cobwebs and trying to climb back in the ring. So at this point, he's already on the apron while Shawn Michaels wins the match. True pro, it made it look like, okay, he's going to be able to save the day and get his title back. So, cool. I'm glad, I'm, I mean, I'm glad you saw some Shawn Michaels and, you know, we still got more to watch so that you can kind of see why 
he became as big as he did. Um, but let's get back into Raw. I mean, this week I was actually, I would say the exact opposite of what I felt last episode, which was this week was all about Raw, and I'm totally sleeping on SmackDown. Um, Elias turned babyface this week. Who wants to walk with Elias? And holy crap, I'm so excited because, you know, obviously Roman Reigns went down, um, and then somebody else took a turn to the dark side. We'll save that. So basically two babyface spots opened up. So now you got Braun Strowman as a babyface. And you got Elias as a babyface. And I'm excited for what Elias does as a babyface because it's kind of cool to see that, you know, maybe he won't change his character per se. Maybe he'll just play to the audience more and kind of just like diss his opponents as opposed to dissing the audience. We had shades of that where you told Baron Corbin, like, you need to silence your cell phone and most importantly, shut your mouth. You know what I mean? So he directed that towards Corbin as opposed to the crowd. Perfect babyface fodder right there. Yeah, I'm glad they were able to get Elias sort of off NXT when they did to get him onto the main roster just because, like, his character was just, like, made he, he was for, never you know, the main roster. Yeah, he was never meant for NXT. He's one of those guys where, you know, we have all these guys in NXT and they, they do so well. And then they come up to the main roster and they don't do well at all. And then you have guys that are the opposite, which is, like, they do horrible in NXT. And Elias was one of those. We were kind of like, ah, the Drifter. The Drifter sucks. But he was doing some stuff on the NXT house shows that were getting noticed. And so they're like, all right, we're going to bring this guy to the main roster. Well, he brought those house show antics to television. And it's obviously paid off. I mean, he's one of those guys, like, I would rather him get inserted into that triple threat match and win the title if there had to be a transitional champion. Because there's a guy that can do it. Like, he can be a strong transitional champion. Oh, yeah. And what about, what do you think about Apollo Crews? Do you think he fits better on the main roster or maybe on NXT? You know, he's a weird one because I feel like he does fit better on the main roster as opposed to NXT. But I feel like he didn't get his footing enough in NXT to be able to transition to the main roster. Like, he needed more time. Because to me, it's like they just brought him to the main roster and just for no reason. Yeah, they didn't really have anything for him. Yeah, it's kinda... like... He could have been a really strong NXT champion to me. And, like, he didn't get put in that role and really get time to develop that character. Um, so he just kind of came as a, you know, white meat baby face, and, and that was it. All right, so, I mean, besides that, like, do you realize that that was the go-home show, Raw and SmackDown, for WWE Evolution this week? Is it just me, or? No, that's crazy. I, I also kind of forgot it was coming up this soon. Does it feel uh, like it was as underwhelming with the advertising, or am I just... No, you know, I thought they were really pushing it. They've been pushing it, like, for, for you know, weeks, like, beforehand. They're like, you know, we're having Evolution, Evolution, we're going to have this big old women's pay-per-view. So I think they promoted enough. I think it just got sort of weird closer to the event because you had the Crown Jewel and that controversy, and that's, like, I guess very close to the Evolution pay-per-view. So it kind of made it weird so i kind of kind of forgot about it a little bit but right and I, uh, maybe that's the case it's not that they're not advertising it's just getting overshadowed because they're making it seem like crown jewels a bigger deal which kind of sucks man I'm, I'm excited for evolution but like ha- nothing to do with the advertising and tell you that much yeah yeah oh yeah no 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 not at all I, I'm, I'm excited about evolution and what's going on are you feeling a little bit better about the battle royale that they're gonna have <laughs> what after that stuff on tuesday with smackdown yeah, yeah. Um, again, it just goes back to like, I don't like that with the Royal Rumble either. Like, I don't like the clusterfuck that is the, 
pseudo battle royal to advertise it on the go home show like it always feels so forced and like <laughs> yeah i mean it feels gimmicky like people come out like we're gonna throw you over the top rope to make a point like uh, I, I don't like it I don't, I don't like it at all uh hopefully that battle royal is good we got some legends coming back uh you know alundra blaze kelly kelly uh, michelle mccool a lot of others i'm forgetting but um hopefully it's a lot better than i think it will be and it doesn't just become a situation where they're like, okay, we have we want to get every woman involved uh, on this card, so we're just going to throw them all out there in a 15-minute match. Because you got to remember, this event starts at 7 p.m., so oh. it's a four-hour event. Damn. And they they have, what, like five matches announced? or I mean, it's so I'm kind of like wondering if how they're going to fill this or if they're just going to give them like 30-minute matches. Wait, 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 this is going four hours too? Yeah, starting at seven. Wow. Okay. So they're, yeah. They're so all the stuff no, it's here. a full, it's a full-on pay-per-view uh, time allotment. But that's, I think that's why I'm like, why are there only a couple matches? So unless they're gonna have like surprises, and you know things like in between. I mean, again, we don't know. For all we know, and I'm, I don't think this will happen. But for all we know, AJ Lee comes out and challenges somebody, you know, to a match unadvertised which would be stupid because they should advertise that but you don't know i mean you don't know what can happen so let's let it play out hopefully next week's episode i'm raving about the event and how amazing it was and not yeah. about how much of a dud it was what did you think of like the little individual promos that they shot for evolution they had like nia Jax do one and like dana Wait, Brooke did, did one. you just say her name correctly uh you can edit that out it's all good <laughs> uh nia Jax. <laughs> so, I think Nia's was good. Dana Brooks was a little hokey, but dude, yeah. I love Dana Brooks. Yeah, <laughs> it was but so it funny. is what it, it is. Awesome. It gave that like old school hokey feel. Yeah, that's that's kind of what it came across as, and like I don't accept Dana Brooke as a babyface because she was such a good heel in NXT. I th I think she should go back to that character of like patting people on their head and said playtime is over. I think um, she needs to go back to Titus Worldwide, bro. To hell with Titus Worldwide. Uh, Titus Worldwide's gone, by the way. Has anyone noticed that? Apollo Crews is not a part of it. Is it just because they're doing the Susan G. Coleman thing? Go out and no, he could have done that both. so you can't do Worldwide? No, no, he could have done both. Apollo's turning heel, if you haven't noticed. He's pretty much showing shades of a heel. Elias turned babyface, and they're kind of feuding. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see a double turn there. Uh, Dana Brooke is very obviously gone from Titus Worldwide. Flat out said it. So, I mean, no, there is no Titus Worldwide anymore. So they basically heard this podcast where you said, oh, yeah, and then he'll get thrown into Titus Worldwide. And then they broke up the group because they were like, we don't want him to be perceived as such. Do you know, they could have swerved us, man, and made that like the ultimate stable and just surprised everybody. <laughs> Getting back to evolution. Uh, there's a strong rumor, and, and this week sucks, man, for injuries and things like that, but there's a strong rumor that Alexa Bliss is concussed and cannot perform. So she's like a day-by-day day where they're pretty much going to see if she can compete. Now, that has to be true because they did have a little contingency plan on Monday, which was uh, Alicia Fox was kind of thrown into there. And Lita and Trish attacked Alicia Fox, and they had, you know, so we can see that <laughs> yeah, Alicia Fox okay, and damn. Mickey James might be the two that face Trish and Lita. And I'm just going to say... This pay-per-view is doomed if Alexa Bliss can't perform because I don't want to see Alicia Fox in that match. I want to see. I wanted to see Alexa, Alicia Bliss. Fox is, is quality. Alicia Fox can go. Shut your mouth, Brandon. I want. 
<laughs> I wanted to see Alexa Bliss versus Trish Stratus in a one-on-one match. Oh, no, uh, yeah. First of all. And then they lumped it together in a tag team match. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll give it a chance. But if Alexa gets taken out and Alicia Fox gets put in, then I'm done with this match because I'm like, I don't even want to see. Just have Lita fight Trish and I'll be happy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or Lita yeah, fight, or sorry, uh, Trish fight Mickey James. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Cool like, match. again, yeah. it's just don't give me this crappy match because uh, I'm telling you, Alicia Fox is not going to do good in it. I'm telling you. Dude, Alicia can work, bro. She Alicia can, kills look, it. She's okay, but she's not. Definitely not at the level of Alexa Bliss. You think you think Alexa Bliss is better or better? She's the, well, I she's guess the better fucking worker, yeah. goddess of the WWE, bro. Alexa Bliss, people sleep on her. Brandon, let's let's have an impromptu "Don't Sleep on It" segment. Don't sleep <laughs> on Alexa Bliss because a lot of people don't give her enough credit for being the best promo in the women's division. And she she, she has the total package. It. She's attractive. She can cut a promo and she can wrestle. What the hell more do you want? That's a perfect WWE superstar, period. Plus, she's got the look. I said that already. Oh, yeah. She's got the look, though. I'm just saying. Stunning. Alexa Bliss. Don't sleep on Alexa Bliss, everybody. I regret this impromptu don't sleep on it segment. This is why I don't want to watch Evolution with you. Because it's just going to be like, I mean, uh, she looks great. Oh, I also want to get in before we move on. Don't sleep on Eve Marie, ladies and gentlemen. I've been seeing some videos, her doing some podcasts. Yeah, she Maybe wants a to potential come back. return. Yeah, Hell, I yes, I'm all in for that, bro. They got enough workers. We need like that sort of sex spot, like heel. They were building her to do something good when she was oh, yeah. ultimately injured and released so when they were when she would come out and they were like introducing the enchanting beguiling like stunning like all that and she would just like twirl while there this announcer was like making this really strong introduction for her i was excited to where that character was gonna go because i was like they were kind of playing into the fact that like everyone knows she sucks but she thinks she's the shit so I was excited to kind of see that character and see it develop. And she'd been working with D. Brian Kendrick in terms of wrestling skills. And I've right. seen a couple of videos on Instagram and she looked like she was getting a little bit better. Um, so as much as I joke about Eva Marie, like I was excited to see where she was going and then ultimately got released. And I was like, ah, okay, that sucks. But well, yeah. hopefully enough times passed. Uh, hopefully, you know, they didn't burn any bridges. I'd like to see her back, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would be okay with that, but I mean, only if she's improved or maybe they throw it her in a they throw her in NXT or something and let her kind of you know. Um, so how'd you feel about the Taker and Kane promo that they showed um, with them in the graveyard and stuff like that? Dude, I like that promo. I thought that was cool. It was yeah. old school with it, man. Yeah, yeah it was really cool. Um, <laughs> showed show the tombstones. <laughs> with the dates on it, I like the the audible gas from the uh, live audience. Sort of, you know, sh- showed the deaths and everything. Yeah, dude, yeah, no, that was really cool. Yeah, it let's was talk like just fit their characters. It was yes, like you know, yes. it's just something that it's something you hadn't seen, I guess, in a little bit, and it, it was cool. No, it was perfect. I mean, that's the thing. I was I was gonna ask you because I know it was super cheesy, but like I loved it, man. Like it works perfectly for those dark brooding characters, and it, and they their delivery is second to none. Like I mean, they're. They're awesome at just like saying like, 
when you walk through the valleys of shadow and doubt and the, the stuff in hell and, and it, it comes across really well. Like they, like, like they mean it comes yeah. across genuine. Um, so as cheesy as it was, I think it was just really, really good. It, it, it advanced the, the feud. I, I was hooked. So, I mean, I'm excited to see that match now. Nostalgia. The word of the day. Doesn't mean they're old. It means they're better. <laughs> you know, last week we had a really good segment. K it with Kenny. I thought it went really well. Um, but I guess we have some corrections to do because we did get in touch with the people who asked the questions. Um, apparently, it was pointed out to me by someone that Stone Cold Steve Austin was not the biggest draw per se. He had the biggest year of Ooh. anyone in the business. And then it made me realize like, yeah, oh crap. Like they're talking about overall. So when you're saying stuff like that, why the hell didn't I mention John Cena? John Cena's probably had the biggest merchandise sales in the last 15 years. So just overall right there, he probably drew more money than um, than Stone Cold Steve Austin. See nation. Um, Take that, haters. But, and someone help me out on this. According to the gentleman who asked the question, the biggest draw ever was the Golden Greek, Jim Lundis. Adjusted for inflation. See, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't even know who the hell that is. It's the biggest draw of all time. Apparently. I mean, nice. like I'm not doubting the authenticity of that, but I a quick Google search, and I can't find anything on the matter. So someone's going to have to tell me how that was come up with. And he wasn't the only person that said it. Like someone else actually said oh, so this is the, the thing. name. This is, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Damn. I'm not, that's what I'm saying. I'm not doubting that it's the answer, but I'm just like, uh, okay, maybe I'm not as big of a wrestling fan as I thought. Like, I feel like the Brandon Brown of the wrestling world now. You yeah, know? you should. <laughs> like, you know, just sitting there like, yeah. And then not really knowing anything like that. Not knowing a damn thing. Like yeah. a child. You're the co-host of a wrestling podcast and you don't know shit about <laughs> wrestling. That's why you're here, man. You're supposed to bring the knowledge to these Brandon, proceedings. Brandon, who was the WWE champion in November 2015? You know what? I can tell you. Damn it. But look, you know, I'm sure it was somebody deserving of it. So speaking of people knowing more about wrestling than Brandon, we actually have a new segment I want to debut uh, on next week's show. Do and it, Yeah, I'm not, and we don't have a name for it yet, but basically, I'm going to read you an advertisement style. Do you think you can out-promo our co-host Brandon? Leave us a voicemail cutting a promo on him. We'll play it on air, and Brandon will rebut it live. This is going to be awful. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to promo Brandon, leave us a voicemail. The number is 205-225-9688. Once again, 205-225-9688. Or you can just call 1-900-909-9900 to find all the latest WCW news on the WCW hotline. That's right. We ain't going to edit that out. (laughs) That's staying forever. So, Brandon, do you have anything to say to anybody who wants to promo your ass? Get ready to feel the power of the promo. Do you hear me, damn it? I'm coming live. I'm coming hard. Let's do it, damn it. Shake my hand. (laughs) That was great. I mean, come on, guys. You can do better than that, right? 
Come on. Yes, you could definitely do better than that. All right, so that leads us to probably the most shocking moment of Raw, and that's saying a lot because of the beginning of the show, a real-life situation. That was shocking as hell. But you have the end of the night where Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre defending the WWE Tag Team titles against The Shield, and that's Ambrose and Rollins. Um, Really feel-good moment because The Shield ends up winning the tag team titles. The whole arena explodes because, you know, in... The, the folks in Providence, Rhode Island, this goes back to me saying, I think the order of the show was perfect. You know, they'd gotten right in the beginning at a real life announcement of Roman Reigns telling everyone that his leukemia has returned. And then at the end of the night, they get the feel good moment of his brothers in arms winning the tag team titles, you know, and so the, the fans were elated. And then what the fuck does that bastard Dean Ambrose do? He turns on Seth Rollins and Every look that they cut to in that audience spoke volumes because you know these people know it's not real. But they were almost just like the audacity of this to happen on this night. Was it too soon? Yeah, was it too soon? And that's that's the question I want to pose to you all. Do you think it was too soon? I thought it was fantastic. I did I too. I like the swerve. I got swerved out. I did too. And the thing I will say to that is the one silver lining when it comes to injuries and real life situations and things like that, there's nobody better at having a contingency plan than WWE. And I promise you, maybe Dean Ambrose was supposed to turn in a couple of weeks, but they pulled the trigger on that on that turn the same night that Roman made his announcement to make it that much more powerful. And again, everybody in the audience knows wrestling's fake. But they had a real emotion when they saw Dean Ambrose turn on Seth Rollins. Dean Ambrose played it, played the role perfectly because he was talking to Seth Rollins while he was doing it. He was almost like questioning himself and doubting himself and doubting his actions. And Seth Rollins, after just getting his ass kicked, is telling Dean Ambrose, it's okay. Yeah, that it's was okay. Like, as in like, he's crazy. still pleading with him, like my brother, it's, it's fine. I understand it because like, he's still like, without saying it, he's basically still saying, I did this to you, bro. It's okay. We can work through this because I know I'm still, you know, you still don't trust me. You know what I mean? Like he's saying all of that and just by saying it's okay. And that look he's giving like the puppy dog eyes, you know what I mean? Like given to Dean Ambrose and Dean Ambrose is sitting there. Why'd you make me do this? And why'd you have to say that? And a lot of people on the internet are asking, what did Seth Rollins say that made Dean Ambrose, you know, utter the words, why did you say that? Right. I think they're forgetting last week's segment where backstage when Seth Rollins was like, oh, he's a lunatic, you know, he's this and that. And then he goes, what'd you say to me? Would you just call me? You called me a lunatic? So obviously, you know, it's been affecting Dean Ambrose. And I mean, it's been building is what I'm trying to say. All right. So it's, it's been, been building. building in his mind is the way to look at it and just approach it from that aspect of like in kayfabe, Dean Ambrose obviously was hurt by Seth Rollins calling him a lunatic and you know, his brother Roman Reigns going down and he felt like this was the time to, to make a change. It's time for Dean to buy into Dean. And I mean, now he's looking real jacked. Where do you think this takes him? You know, where it takes him is the biggest heel on Monday night raw. And Dean Ambrose is talented enough to do it. There's no doubt in my mind. I, I don't feel like I'm going to eat my words in a couple months. I, feel like he is going to be the strongest heel in the company. He's going to ultimately end up with the title. 
and he's going to go a lot further than he did as a baby face. And it's not to say Dean Ambrose was not a good baby face, but he's so much better as a heel. If you haven't seen his work as a heel in FCW and, you know, Dragon Gate and things like that, you know, before he got to WWE, you were in for a treat because Dean Ambrose is one of the most amazing heels in the business. Now, Seth Rollins is the Intercontinental Champion right now. And they got the tag team down. Yeah, what are they going to do? I like how you threw the belts at him. He's like, is this what yeah. you care about? And yeah, yeah, like, that yeah. was such an amazing moment. Is this what you care about? Mm-hmm. It's almost like the fact that they won together is what set him off. Like, this is what you care about. You don't give a shit about me, right? So I think that's what really set the swerve into motion because they won the titles. It's not like they'd lost. I think if they had lost, we'd all been like, oh, is it coming? But when they won the titles, we're like, oh, crap, they're the tag team champions. A feel-good moment. Holy crap, he just turned on Seth Rollins. So the tag team titles were definitely a pawn piece in the storyline. And I don't know if they're going to vacate the titles, you know, afterwards, after all of this, or if they're going to, you know, defend it. You know, I would like to see a storyline where they defend the titles, as in they're booked to defend them. Baron Corbin's like, I don't care if you two don't like each other. You're going to be booked in a match against Ziggler and Drew McIntyre or whoever. And then, you know, basically Dean Ambrose just doesn't show up. And then uh, Seth Rollins has to defend defend by himself, (laughs) you know, that sort of thing. So I want to see it played. I want to see it played more into the storyline. And I think it's cool that they're actually the tag team champions. Like uh, now, do you think it's time to maybe put the straps on the Ascension or maybe even Authors of Pain or something like that? No, not the Ascension, because, you know. Give it to somebody who can actually make something of it, and I'm not. That's not a knock at <laughs> the ascension. No, it's not a knock at the ascension. It's just they uh, haven't been built up right now to be given the tag team titles. In the titles. Um, but do you think that would be just like a shock to the system, and then them getting the titles sort of elevates them? What if the undisputed era comes up and wins the titles? Oh wow! Yeah, you forget about those guys. No, you you said shock the system, so it made me oh. think of them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, give it to the authors of pain, or give it to somebody else, or hold a tournament for it or something and do something with it. And, um, or like I said, I mean, I mean, they can drop it back to Drew and Dolph. That's fine. Or Drew and somebody better. Uh, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I want Dolph to get a proper title run, man. I think it's time. I think he showed us something these last few weeks, uh, in the stable role. And it's time for Dolph to take it to the next level. And now a word from one of our sponsors. Are you not satisfying your woman at night? What I if I told not. you? What if I told you about talking about Dolph Ziggler? <laughs> I'm being serious. I didn't know you. I didn't know this that much of a problem. You know, he's in the mix. He's in the mix of the, the top guys. So I'm just wondering where each guy's going. Well, that's I'm to excited tell you, that's about to tell you how thin the raw roster is right now. <laughs> I'm excited about Drew and Strowman. Which is awesome, Drew hitting dude with the Claymore again, just like not giving a crap. He's like, I scared of you. I guess what's cool on Raw right now, obviously there's some unfortunate circumstances with Roman Reigns and the Universal title, but you know, the show must go on. And what's cool right now is that there's definitely room for a reset on Raw. I mean, we saw a couple babyface turns, uh, a big heel turn. Um, so I'm excited to kind of see what they do. Dolph Ziggler can do something with somebody else and fail miserably. And, um, we, I'm we trying have, to get this guy on the show, man. Look, so, so what personally, are you doing? <laughs> I hope not. Um, so I'm excited because, you know, Braun can win the title and then feud with Drew McIntyre. Like that's something I want to see. Like 
Yeah. And, you know, Drew McIntyre possibly winning the title later on. We we got some exciting things on Raw. I mean, to the point where we haven't mentioned SmackDown. What's going on, Brandon? Let's get let's get to the blue brand, bro. The blue brand. I was sleeping on SmackDown this week. I pretty much did not see it, so you're going to have to talk about it. <laughs> There's a lot going on. We had Big Show versus Kofi Kingston. That was a hell of a match, eh? You excited about Big Show in the bar as a stable? Sort of mirroring I, the yeah. Braun and Ziggler and I am. Yeah, you McIntyre. know, I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that that mirroring. You're right. Like Kind of like when they had Absolution come out, and then they had the Riot Squad come out the next night. And then, you know, the they core. have the core. <laughs> yeah. I've had enough. I'll make them see. Yeah. That was a badass theme song, by the way. Um. Anyway. <laughs> now you got me thinking about the core. What's Ezekiel <laughs> Jackson up to, bro? Yeah. My <laughs> Guyanese brother. He's Guyanese, you know. Don't sleep on I'm Ezekiel. Guyanese. Um, and yeah, don't sleep on Ezekiel Jackson. That will be our second don't sleep on it segment for the show. The Trap um, King. What? Yeah, he had really big traps, right? Are those traps. <laughs> okay, okay. Now it makes sense. I was like, "What uh. are you talking about Trap King for?" Um, <laughs> like, I don't know what he does. Yeah, I was like, "I don't know what he does in his personal life." No. Um, where were we? God damn it! Oh, I was talking about the mirroring of the uh, stable. Okay, so the big show, the big show. I'm excited for um, the new bar, as they're calling them. I'm glad they didn't go with show bar or bar show or something cheesy. Because, honestly, they didn't need a name change. <laughs> Bar show. I'm excited cool. because, you know, the big show has come back in the best shape of his life. He's going to, I think he's going to do nothing but add a, a great element to uh, Cesaro and, and Sheamus. I'm not anticipating anything, you know what I mean? I don't, I just want to let it play out and, and see how good they do, and I think they'll do well. And then we got Usos, D. Bryan, AJ Styles. I guess this is more built up towards you know the daniel bryan aj styles match if that even happens uh i'm not sure what's going on with daniel bryan at this point well let's talk about that the rumors the rumors were you know without going into a huge spiel here the rumors were that john cena and daniel bryan have refused to go to crown jewel in saudi arabia so that's what brandon's alluding to if daniel bryan will even have that match right um but anyway uh i liked it I liked uh, one of the Usos doing the fist pump while he did the uh, big splash off the top as a tribute to Roman. Yeah, that was cool. Um, and it's cool. Other companies are uh, like New Japan and ROH and stuff are all tweeting like, you got this, you know, come back yeah, strong. Yeah, how about the outpouring from just all these superstars from all over, you know? He deserves players, it, even man. People in the company, he deserves yeah. it. He's a great person. Like, I mean, it's always been reported that he's a locker room leader and definitely always trying to help people and, and people like him so as much as the fickle stupid fucking fans were always giving him shit for his character you know roman reigns is an amazing person you know and carried the company well so. uh oh where do you think the rusev in english feud goes i was okay with the match being so short and you know it it just kind of ending the way it did but if that was the blow off to the feud, I was like, man, that wasn't, that should have had a little bit more. Um, I think that's what made me weirded out on SmackDown is everything felt a little weird this week. Like, I guess I would, since it was like a sort of go home show, maybe they, yeah, I guess that's it, right? Weird well, for the, yeah, I guess that's it. It is a go home show for evolution. Um, so it's like, what do you really do with the guys, you know, in terms of advancing their stuff? But, you know, crown jewel is what the next week. Uh, Rey Mysterio picking up the win over the Miz. 
Yeah, that actually was a pretty good segment. Uh, him on Miss TV. Uh, Rey Mysterio is always going to be your strongest baby face on any brand. Like he's there's nothing nothing you could really dislike about the guy. I mean, he's high flyer, really good athlete. You know, he cuts a really good baby face promo. Um, he appeals to, you know, the Hispanic audience. Like he's freaking amazing. Uh, the Miz is the Miz. The Miz is the best heel in the business. So yeah, I mean, right. so I mean, feuding with the strongest baby face, you, you have the potential of a good feud there. I don't know if that was a one-off or if they're actually going to feud a little bit going forward, but that'd be something I'd like to see. Yeah. Especially, you know, post crown jewel, uh, let's move on to the main event, Jeff Hardy versus Randall Keith Orton. I don't know if I'm, this was just me, man. This is probably my attitude. I was probably really bummed that you ate my taco. And <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have eaten your taco. Right. I, I think told I was, you you're going to feel bad about it later. Right. I was just You're like, man, I could really use the upset. taco now for this throwaway match. Yeah, you see, that's how I looked at it, too. It was a throwaway match. Like, I felt like, like I've seen this before. Their feud kind of ended in the best way possible at Hell in a Cell. And now they're fighting again. So it, it definitely felt like a throwaway match. I wasn't paying attention to it. Uh, I know he did the little spot with, you know, finger in the ear again. But again, I'm like, I, we've seen it. You know what I mean? So not to discredit those two, I think I'm over their feud, especially if it was the main event. Um, if you have to go home to Evolution. Shouldn't have had the yes. women in the, in the yes. show. Yeah, exactly. Like, shouldn't the closing shot be the women? Even the women's battle royal didn't even that, the show would have yeah, been Yeah, that right. battle yeah. royal segment could have been the final thing. And then, like, you, you have a shot of the women standing tall. And that ends the show, so at least your closing moments promote your next pay-per-view. I don't think it did anything to have Randy Orton close the show, because it doesn't even, it doesn't even promote <laughs> Crown Jewel, though, because... Well, I guess it does. No, I guess it does, because he's one of the the people in the World Cup, but... That's right. You don't, it doesn't need that. Next week could have had that moment, more so, so than... he hits that pose, that's all that matters. Right, that's true. That is Maybe funny. that's it. The show wasn't supposed to end, but once they saw that pose, they were like, ah, screw it. That's perfect. Just end it like that. Well, you know, I, I think it, it's going to get better, you know, after this pay-per-view. I just think, you know, they got the two pay-per-views sort of back-to-back. Everything's sort of crammed in. Yeah. So they got to sort of just get through this and then get back on track. So let's talk about something. You know, did have a question from a podcast that I'm a really big fan of, and that is Flashback Wrestling. And I'm super excited because I actually get a chance to be on their podcast this week. So... I'm actually nice. going to be the special guest on Flashback Wrestling this week, and we are going to be discussing some old school wrestling, which is cool, a little bit different than than our style of, you know, we discuss current events. So we're going to yeah. discuss some past wrestling from my childhood, and that is freaking awesome. I'm super excited. Exciting times indeed, man. Look at this. Look, look at Kenny Big League in it right we're now. Big League in it, bro. We're, we're going, going on another podcast. Another podcast. You it's know, just me trying to replace you. That's all that's going yeah, on. Yeah, very, very true. He's really auditioning right. other people. <laughs> he needs a better cause. Now this guy has to bust out his wrestling trivia knowledge. <laughs> Maybe that's it. With, yeah, I yeah, feel like he was with so somebody impressed. somebody that knows what's yeah. going on. So it's not yeah. just, <laughs> that's probably <laughs> why, though. He, he was like actually super impressed with my, my answer <laughs> on uh, the original Screwjob, which if you haven't heard that, please check out episode 7. Uh, of the podcast where I discussed the original Screwjob, and that was all off the top of my head too, which uh, which is pretty awesome that I remembered it, all of that. Off uh, the dome, yeah, man. So I'm super excited to be a special guest on his podcast, and you know, hopefully, I do it justice. That's right. You're gonna kill it, man, but in a good way. 
not kill it like I do this podcast. So James Ellsworth still hasn't responded to your challenge, Brandon. So um, <laughs> I guess that. So James Ellsworth, I'm getting the hint that he's scared of you, Brandon. Do you have anything to say to James Ellsworth? This is here, James Ellsworth. You think that any man with two hands has a fighting chance? I knew it. I knew you'd just say his catchphrase. <laughs> well, look here. You only won because you had the help of Carmilla. But I don't need Carmilla's help. We're going to get it on in a real promo war. Wolf words. Dude, you, you got to cut a promo like Motley Cruz. You got lucky one time, that is, boy. It never happened again. <laughs> Come on this podcast and I'll show you what is, son. <laughs> I think you should go and hunt elsewhere. <laughs> James, if that is your real name, boy, I'll take you outside, out back. I'll show you exactly where pain come from because I am the epitome of this business. You want to sit there in your car and cut a promo with my best friend? Let me tell you something. I am the gatekeeper to that boy. You will have to get through me to get to Brandon Brown. And let me tell you something. You ain't getting through me because I'm putting you down in the ground six feet under James Ellsworth. Any man with two hands that I chop off and beat him over his head with has no fighting chance. No fighting chance, boy. I'm going to get medieval on you, baby. Damn. You went straight medieval on him. That was a killer. There you go, James. He ain't playing around. So episode seven of the Big League Podcast, Brandon, here we are, lucky number seven. Lucky number seven. I can't believe it. Brandon, I know that this podcast is doing well and I'm excited for it because I feel like I did not rag on you as much as I usually do on this episode. Uh, you know, you're in a good mood, so I'm just going to let it let it slide, you know? I mean, after you... You'll bring it back. It'll, it'll, it'll come back. I need to start writing down all the things you do to frustrate me because in episode eight, I'll just have a week's worth of things that you've done to me to piss me off. And then, cause I'm telling you, people, I mean, I did people, eat your taco. people appreciate me telling them how you are as a person more than the wrestling content of this podcast <laughs> because they were like, oh. wow, I never knew Brandon was like this. That's right. Oh, and you're going to start buying me a different brand of orange soda too. <laughs> yes. There's a good closer. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk. So Brandon comes over Tuesday night. I had gone to the grocery store and bought him, was it Orange Crush? What, what's the soda brand that I buy you? Uh, Sunkiss. Sunkiss, right. So I buy him Sunkiss Orange Soda. Sunkiss, I mean, we're giving you a plug, so hook it up. All right, yeah, Sunkiss is going to give you a t-shirt or something, right? Yeah. So. Well, maybe not. not well, that. yeah, not after this story. <laughs> so I, I bring Brandon his soda. I said, here's your soda. Got your orange soda, specially bought for you kind of thing. Something I've been doing for years. This man looks me dead in the eye and goes, uh, maybe you can buy uh, me uh, this different brand of soda. It's pretty legit. What was that brand? Check. Yeah, he's like, can you buy me check orange soda? Oh, man. So, let me explain. <laughs> I buy this man soda out of the kindness of my heart. I bought him Sunkiss because, truthfully, I'm like, oh, this is the better orange soda of the ones that were in the store. So I buy him this. Bring it to him. He tells me it's not good enough for him. You ever hear the saying, beggars can't be choosers? <laughs> you need to start bringing your own fucking check to the door. You need to check your ego at the door, first of all, and bring your right, own yeah. check soda into my house because I'm not buying you orange soda anymore. <laughs> I appreciate the, I've, uh, I've, 
gone ahead and poured all of that orange soda down the drain, (laughs) clean my pipes with it there. And I'm not buying you any more orange soda because check. I don't even, I've never even heard that brand, Brandon. What the hell is that? You guys see that? Oh man, it's fantastic. Like if you can find it somewhere, you should definitely hook it up with some check. Brandon, this This is like, I'm, and and I'm from Queens, New York. When I say this, I come from the ghetto. Yeah. And this is the most ghetto orange soda I've ever seen <laughs> yeah, in my bro. life. It's legit, bro. They might have it at Winn-Dixie. I am so not, just, I am not traveling just, to another grocery store just to get you your orange soda. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there, you know. If you, you Listeners know, of the podcast, if you bit. want to help Brandon out, please feel free to donate to our Check Orange Soda Fund. We're going to make a GoFundMe page. Yeah, GoFundMe.com slash GetBrandonCheckSoda. Can we make our own check? Let's just make a bathtub full of check. That would be pretty good. And then you, every time you come to my house, you just go to the bathtub like a, like a <laughs> damn pig. Out and with just, a straw, yeah. No, no, no straw. You just got to stick your face in. Uh, it's, it's God, I tab. hate you so much. Like, I, you, you eat my taco. You don't buy me a quesadilla. <laughs> I didn't and mean then to eat a taco. the insult to injury... You tell me I'm buying the wrong orange soda brand for you. <laughs> I'm just you saying, you are a grateful you know, piece of crap. going to mix it up, that's definitely a brand you should check out. So, I mean, if you're going to be buying listeners sodas. of the podcast, I just want you to use this episode to see that it's not me. I'm not just telling stories about Brandon to make him seem a certain way. These are things that are actually happening. This is how he treats me. I'm in, an, I'm in a, a very taco. abusive and toxic relationship, and I don't know how to get out of it. And on that note, I think we'll go home, Brandon, on the Big League Podcast. So, Kenny, for your thoughts. Evolution coming up. Evolution. I know. Let's have a better go home uh, for evolution than than uh, they did. Let's, let's run it down real quick. WWE Evolution, the first all-women's pay-per-view, live from the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Uniondale, New York. October 28, 2018, you'll see all your favorite stars like Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair in a last woman standing match for the WWE SmackDown Women's title, the Pirate Princess Kyrie Sane versus Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship. We have Io Shirai versus Tony Storm in the 2018 May Young Classic Tournament Finals. Trish Stratus and Lita versus Alexa Bliss if she can compete. Nikki <laughs> <laughs> <Mickey> James. <laughs> Alicia Fox will be the substitute if not. We have a women's battle royal with freaking 67 women that should have been in singles matches. But they're not. But they're all going to be living together. And then this we have Sasha Banks, Bailey. Ooh, their storylines fizzled out and completely disappeared. And Natalia versus the Riot Squad with Morgan, Sarah Logan, and Ruby Riot. And our co-host they- Brandon Brown will be commenting live on Twitch. Oh, will I? I don't know. I don't know about live. We'll see. But seriously, the, the host of this show is now finding out that there are eight scheduled matches for this. I will correct myself and say there are eight matches, not five. So there's enough time to fill here, or enough matches to fill the time, so it should be good. I'm super excited. All jokes aside, I am super, super excited, and I felt I'm like I'm hyped for uh, Kari Sane, Shayna Baszler, man. It's Kyrie Sane, you bastard. Are you going <laughs> to... Why do I do this? Why do I do this? And Neo Jax versus Karai Zayn. 
Um, That's right. Do me a favor. You see the Mae Young Classic yeah. match? Pronounce that name. <laughs> oh, uh, Io Sare. <laughs> Oh, Tony Storm. Io Shirai versus Tony Storm, (laughs) which I'm actually really excited to see. But anyway, that's our go home for WWE Evolution, because I feel like something this week should end on a positive note about WWE Evolution. (laughs) Right right now, if you'd look on camera, you'd see Brandon hitting the Randy Orton pose because that's how he wants to end the podcast. But I choose not to. Brandon, put on some paint. Hey, thanks for listening to episode seven of the Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast. We just want to thank you for all your support. And we want to let you know that we now have a YouTube channel available. We're on YouTube? All of our full episodes are available on YouTube. Make sure to like and subscribe to the channel. Yep, definitely like and subscribe to the channel. Go ahead and comment on our videos. It'll really help us out on the, on the YouTube search. But if you're using any other platform, Apple Podcasts, for example, give us a five-star rating, leave us a review, and subscribe, of course, so that you can hear all the updates on how Brandon's wronged me this week. I wronged him pretty bad. I want new soda. 